0: Good morning. Welcome. Good day. Welcome. Good afternoon. Welcome. Good evening. Good night. Welcome. This is Concafe. I'm Pastor Adalio Valverde. So glad you could join us as we're looking at an Old Testament passage for this coming Sunday. It comes from the first book of Samuel, chapter 8, verses 4 through 20, and then jumping all the way to chapter 11, two verses there, 14 and 15 in the Revised Standard Version of the Bible, in a devotional that I'm calling, we no longer want or need God, we'll take a king instead. Funny and silly as it sounds, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. And maybe we've already gotten to it. Maybe we're guilty of having said, thought, or even acted on those words. There have been times in my life, I'll confess. (sighs) Thankfully, God is merciful. God knows way more than me. Thank him. And uh, thankfully, he not only knows way more than me, he loves way more than me. And he loves you. And if anybody has neglected you or not told you in a while that you are loved, hear this from God. I love you. And I thank God for that message that we are indeed loved. We're never alone. We're covered and protected. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on in this devotional as well. So welcome. Bienvenido. I pray God bless you and me as we undertake this serious and sacred thing of studying God's Word. All right, hear now the Word of God, verse 4. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel, who was the prophet, at Ramah. And said to him, Behold, you are old. (laughs) I've heard that recently. And your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint for us a king to govern us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to govern us. And Samuel prayed to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Hearken to the voice of the people and all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them according to all the deeds which they have done to me from the day I brought them out, up out of Egypt, even to this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so they are also doing to you. Now then, hearken to their voice. Only you shall solemnly warn them and show them the ways of the king who shall reign over them. So Samuel told all the words of the Lord. That's what a prophet does. He's a mouthpiece of God. to be perfumers and cooks and bakers he will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive orchards and give them to his servants he will take the tenth of your grain and of your vineyards and give it to his officers and to his servants he will take your men servants and your maid servants the best of your cattle and your asses and put them to his work he will take the tenth of your flocks and you shall be his slaves and in that day you will cry out because of your king whom you have chosen for yourselves. But the Lord will not answer you in that day. But the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel. And they said, No, but we will have a king over us, that we also may be like all the nations, and that our king may govern us and go out before us and fight our battles. Then Samuel said to the people, Come, let us go to Gilgal, and there renew the kingdom. So all the people went to Gilgal, And there they made Saul king before the Lord in Gilgal. There they sacrificed peace offerings before the Lord, and there Saul and all the men of Israel rejoice greatly. This is the word of God for the people of God, and we say thanks be to God. Well, a great Wednesday be yours, dear Konkafei family, and may this day bless you, dear listener. That's my prayer for you. Please be a person of prayer today as you lift up all who have asked prayers from you, for you, and for other readers. Pray for our nation, other nations, and for all who need to experience God's love and grace. I thank God for word I got of a successful heart valve replacement surgery for Mr. Emmett Curry. Please pray for a successful recovery. And on a personal note, today is June 2nd, 2021, year of our Lord. And on this day, some years ago, my father, Valverde Jr. was born in Mission, Texas. It was only a few years ago that he died. I miss him a lot, but I know he's in the presence of God. So happy birthday, Dad, and say hi to Mom for me. It was a tension-filled night at my college dorm. These were the days of square televisions, and our dorm had a regular-sized one in the lobby of Clark Hall. This was on the campus of the now-gone Lawn Morris College in Jacksonville, Texas, and on the television schedule for the night was The Lottery not the mega or the power ones those came much later but a more serious one this was a national lottery to see where 18 and so aged young men registered in the military draft system who would be selected you see kids when a young man turned 18 back in those days he would go to the post office notice i'm not saying women because women were not drafted they didn't have to go to the post office and a secure registration card to fill it out and then mail it to the local draft board but men did and once there the young man was registered as one ready to be drafted into military service and the government had decided that for the vietnam war a very unpopular war according to the majority of the people at the time a national lottery would be held and the quote winners close quotes were to present themselves for military service in whatever branch the United States government decided. If you were one of the lucky ones to be selected, you had, I think, a period of two days to go and sign up in the branch of your choice. If not, the government or the local draft board would decide what branch of the military you were were assigned to or you would serve. The numbers were assigned according to dates of birth. My date of birth is October 25th and the year that corresponds to it. Now, when the numbers were being read on national TV, there in the dorm, cheers erupted or moans. It had been decided that the first 125 numbers selected would be the ones drafted and taken. My date of birth drew number 138, so I lost the lottery by lucky 13. And I was free to continue on with my education. Later, I learned that as one preparing for the ministry, I could qualify for a uh, deferment if I so chose. And in those days, the top prospects were classified 1A, the last desired were classified for Fs. One could also object to serving in combat and get what was called the CO status, which stood for conscientious objector, which would mean one would still serve in the military but not have to carry a weapon. The draft was soon done away with, and talk continues about how best to ready the nation for military service if needed. Talk also continues that if a draft ever comes back again, women would be drafted as well. Now, why am I talking about the draft? Well, I speak of the draft because it was one of the things that God shared that would be coming to Israel on that day that they said they no longer needed or wanted God. They were no longer interested in being a theocracy. That's a system where God is the ruler and works through a prophet. And even though God had told them they were to be a light to the other nations, a priesthood of believers, to set an example for other nations, they wanted instead to be just like their neighbors. And so they demanded a king. You read the passage, or you heard me read the passage. And Samuel, as you can imagine, takes this kind of personally. And he tells God so in in the in the prayer because he was the face and voice of God of the people but God said to him it is not you they are rejecting it's me Ouch. please don't act shocked you and I have if we're going to be honest on various occasions I wish it could say it's only been one time that in our own way we have rejected God we have said I no longer want or need you God now we may have not said it in exactly those words We sure meant it anyway through our thoughts or deeds and other actions. But then God proceeds to share with them the downsides to a monarchy. The very first thing that God shares is the kind that the king would have the power to draft their sons and daughters. The sons into military service and other hard labor tasks and the daughters into royal service as perfumers, cooks, and bakers. And, God says, the king will have the power to take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive orchards and to give them to his own servants. He will also demand a tithe, 10 percent, of your crops and use that to pay his officers and his servants. He can and will even take your servants or slaves the best of your cattle, best of your herds, and take a tithe of your flocks, and you might even become the king's slave. Ouch again. On that day, God said, you will yell for help, but it will be too late. God will no longer answer you regarding this matter. And of course, the people said, like spoiled children, we don't care, we want our way. And the famous, tell me you've never heard this before, you're not the boss of me. And they also threw in, we want to be just like the other nations, with a king to lead us and take us into battle. Uh, All Samuel could say was to try to mend the kingdom and to renew it. So joining the nation at Gilgal, they made Saul the very first king of Israel. And in the worship that followed, they offered sacrifices to the Lord, and there was great rejoicing. Now you have to take that as a kind of humorous line. Here the spoiled kids have been jumping and screaming against God and angry at God. And so what happens is they have this worship service, and you think it, gosh, what kind of worship service was this? They were offering sacrifices to God, but you have to ask, how honest and true was that worship really? And how true is that line? There was much rejoicing. Well, you know, that is true. There was much rejoicing on the spoiled part of the kids because they got their way. And so they were, were rejoicing, not knowing that, you know, not too long from now, this rejoicing might turn into mourning. Have I ever mentioned that the Bible is our story? I think I have. But if you're hearing this for the very first time, listen, the Bible is our story. The Bible is an honest book, and yes, many, many, many of the stories in this sacred book of God's Word contain the honest account of real humans, just like you and me, who too often seem to be imitating our lives. The only perfect person in the Bible was Jesus, and these accounts of struggle hit close to home. I mentioned my father above, and I regret the days that I thought I knew more than him. I questioned my dad's decisions and discipline towards me. And I longed, secretly, for the day I would be free from him, or so I thought. Then I did reach the age where, like the prophet quoted God, I longed to cry out for my dad to forgive me and give me another chance to prove myself. Like Israel, many were the times I knew better than my dad or my mom or anyone. And I thought what I wanted was really what I needed and how wrong i was in my house my dad was king and his word was law did you grow up in a house like that i thought i would make a better king though i did not measure up to what my dad had or had done in his life and yet funny how i thought i was better than my dad but it's funny also in a sad way how we don't think of those things when we're in the heat of the moment I love though that no matter how I was feeling inside towards my dad if I ever broke down on the road or if my car Ever broke down on the road. Of course, I broke down on the road many times and still do But if my car broke down on on the road, he was only a phone call away And there was a comforting feeling that I was covered and protected I will never forget the day that I was the one getting the calls and me realizing hey wait now I'm the dad and me going to cover and protect my girls but even now I long to hear my dad's voice and his counsel, but I am thankful that God is and has always been my cover and protection. And friends, may we never say that we no longer want or need God, because God always wants and needs us. Isn't that great? Let's pray. Awesome, God bless us with your covering and protection. And please forgive us for the times we have said, either with words, thoughts, or actions, that we no longer wanted or needed you. We truly do need and want you. You have given us the freedom to say and do whatever we want, but we want to glorify you in all ways. We thank you for the fathers and mothers we have had in our lives who have tried to guide us and lead us. We pray your wisdom and counsel be with them and rest for those that are now in your presence. And for those of us who are now indeed parents, help us to be the best at listening and patient and understanding with those who are our children, whether biological or in other ways and we pray these things asking forgiveness of our sins through he who forgives us christ jesus our lord amen dear friend thank you for listening i pray this has blessed you and i pray you would forward this blessing on to somebody else i pray you have a great and blessed day in the lord be the best in all you do for god and god's children and begin with you receive my blessings of love and peace i'm pastor at aliv may the lord bless you and keep you Wait okay,